now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another awesome episode of Heroes of Noise. I am one half of this amazing duo. My name is Steve. Hey, kitties. How's it going? How's everybody doing today? Looking good? You know, I haven't done this for a while, Steve. Mmm. <laughs> smelling good. I smelling like, like pumpkin spice and cinnamon freaking pine cones and all that, man. Tis the cinnamon season. Yeah, you never you never smelled them? Those ones at Save Mart at the grocery store? Those are good things right there. I have never smelled them. Hey, tis the season for Heroes of Noise. I'm ready to do this, man. I'm kind of excited about today because you know me. I'm always all uptight about shit. And it's going to be a loose form show today. Hope you guys can appreciate that. And let's just, let's, you know what? Let's do it to it, sir. Look, man, I am feeling very excited because there's a few things that have, that have been on my mind this week. And, uh, and I was like, you know, there's not going to be really a perfect time to talk about them. But yet, today comes. Today comes, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm very excited about that. You know what's one thing that I don't do that I'm, I need to start doing? What's that? Um, I don't uh, talk about the comments that are on our episode list on Facebook. And I was like, you know what? Those are comments. And I never say, I never read them on, them on the air. I, got, I never read them on the air. Well, then do so. What's I should. I should have done that before I got on this freaking thing and actually looked it up. That's what I should have done. We got a great is, email, by the way. Is it talking? Is it about how amazing Dan is, pretty much? Or is that what we're talking about? Right no, now? no, no. We'll get to it. But it's just, I uh, think it is. I don't want to break your stride, man. No, you know, there is no nobody stride. Nobody's going to hold you down. You got to keep on moving. I knew, dude. <laughs> it's Bush League, I know. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. But um, before we get started, before we even get in the groove, I know that a lot of people want to see. I'm not going to even make a cool, uh, like, uh, uh, oh, uh, this is a really cool transition. No, we're going to do our contact information so I don't get off onto a random trail. Because, you know, sometimes, Dan, you often get on your tangents and, you know, we don't ever get to the email always, and all that yeah it's always you it's always me it's always you so i'm, I'm gonna sorry. let you oh and we get to hear you do the pause thing again <sighs> you said you weren't gonna do it but i'm ready for you i was already right. ready so i put I up a little wait. bit of shielding for that i think Did i'm just you? gonna go straight through it this time and i'm gonna try not to pause just to spite you sir oh please oh dude you're gonna ruin it don't ruin it <laughs> on my behalf no pressure on my part right ladies and gentlemen <laughs> All right, let's kick it. Are you ready? Can I just do it? Yes, sir. Let's get let's this do out it. of the way. Hey, guys, I don't know. Uh, did I already mention it's going to be a looser show? Maybe a little bit of a shorter show today? I think I said looser, but not shorter, right? That's what she said. That's what she said about your tight groove circle. All right, sir, here we oh, go. Bringing it How back. Dare you. Howdy. Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan Ramirez, and I am one half of the Heroes of Noise. The other guy over there, that's Steve Hudson. Hey, check this out. If you want to get a hold, God damn it, stop laughing. If you want to get a hold of the show, please hit us up at Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. On the Twitters, hit us up at, at Heroes of Noise. My name is Dan, as I've mentioned, and you can get me at Dan Q Public. And you can also get Steve at, at SE underscore Hudson Music. I'm going to take out everything else because it's all in one spot. This lovely little site that they call heroesofnoise.com. Someone calls it that. I don't know who it is, but it's the powers that be. There, you can leave us voicemails. You can lock on and you can you can subscribe to the show if you're a new listener. If you are a new listener, by the way, welcome. How you doing? I don't always talk like a radio host, but today I am doing it. 
Man, actually, I do. Every time you do this, every time you hear this, I've got that, hey, everybody. And so, anyway, getting back to the thing. Hey, everybody. So, yeah, subscribe to the show. Uh, you can leave voicemails there. Uh, you can, uh, if, you, if you're into this kind of thing, you, maybe you like our show, you like our logo, go buy a shirt, go buy a coffee cup or something like that. Don't get crazy with the other stuff. And you can also become a uh, contributor. A supporter of the show, if you will, by linking onto Amazon and making your purchases through there gives us a little kickback, helps us make the show even better for you. And other than that, it's not going to, we still have to go to work the next day. So don't think we're getting crazy with this. Other than that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it back to my friend Steve Hudson. This is episode 45. Can't believe we're already here, Steve. We're already well into a, over a year of this show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to kick some booty here. I have no idea, for the record, what we're talking about. No notes whatsoever. We're going we're gonna to free ball it, as I mentioned. And I don't even think that's the right term. So, Steve, back to you. So, that was an amazing, first of all, that was an amazing situation right there. I don't know how you do that. Like, I can't do that pause so well. I got to, because for me, I'd have to listen to the music over and over and over and over again in order to do it correctly. Not Dan. Dan knows how to do this like nothing. So, dude, again, amazing. You do it amazing every time. I do really kind of take on like a, hey, everybody, welcome. If you're the seventh caller right do. now, set, caller number seven, give us a call right now. You're going to win a free set of snow <laughs> tires courtesy of Goodrich. Or is it Goodyear? You know, anything you like that. Goodrich. Which Goodrich? Wait, isn't Goodrich, isn't Goodrich a, 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 a car place? It is, right? Or uh, a tire yeah, place? I think, I, okay, so there is Goodyear and there's also Goodrich, right? I'm, you know what? Goodrich might be out of, I think that's like went out with Carpeteria. <laughs> Carpeteria and Anison. <laughs> Steve, I've got a headache. Can you pass me some Anison? Thank you. There's, I've never heard of Anison. That's because you're a little young buck. You ain't a grown, you ain't a grown man like me. Pardon Jeez, my slurping, by the way. Uh, Gail just brought me because I said, hey, we got to jump on. By the way, guys, uh, I'm having a fantastic morning because I had a job interview. It went swimmingly. I think it's going to go well. I'm not going to get cocky about it, but. I'm happy. So I'm in a very, very good mood. But what I was about to say is Gail just brought me my drink because I didn't have time to make it. Had to jump on mic. And it is strong, brother. <laughs> it's good. But oh, Lord, have mercy. It's strong. I would say it's probably a quarter apple cider vinegar. Right now. <laughs> so this is the part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where I lose contact with Steve. Who bellows? Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So I know I what like I got to get you one. for Christmas, and it's got to be a goddamn Wi-Fi extender. Oh, no, dude. I, I got what I got. I, dude, I already have ready to rock and roll what I need. <laughs> it's right next to my bidet. and my. <laughs> oh, dude, I still haven't hooked up my bidet, dude. Yeah, I'm not holding you to anything. That's okay. Gee, I'm, no, no, but for real, you want me to show you how dope I've been? How dope have you You're been? You're going to be impressed with it. Okay, so. By the way, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are back. Now, here's the thing, here's the thing I've been looking at. It's called a... Um, uh, it's called a. I don't know why we're doing this right now, but we're on a free. We're on a free willing situation. Yeah, there's. It's seriously, guys. If you're expecting like a bunch of reviews and stuff like that, you may just want to wait. You know what? Go back and listen to episode 44 because it was spectacular. I cried. I don't know if you remember that. And by the way, thanks for all your fucking sympathy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. You know what? Let's talk pet peeves. You know what a pet peeve is, Steve? Is when yes. I bare my soul to the public, and no one goes oh at me. Like, I'm not fucking Kevin Smith. But you I don't, did I don't cry a, at the drop of a hat. Like, that shit. Ah, forget it. Never mind. Let's, but let's, you let's did, though, get sympathy. People did say, thank you so much for bearing your soul. Someone did say that. Yeah, but he's our, he's our, and, and, and I appreciate it. I don't want to, like, make Shame light of it. Shame on you, Dan. Shame no, 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 because he knows who he is. Oh. I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm calling him as Johnny Bucks. But he is the best. Johnny's the best out of it. You guys have to bring yourself up to his level. 
But we also got someone, uh, my boy Chief on Twitter was like, I really appreciate you doing <gasps> You're it. You're right. Oh, my God, Mr. Chief. I'm sorry. So I forgot. Bruh, I take it all why back. Am I all, why am I always having to, 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 to save your neck, homie? It's been, <laughs> it's been a long week, Steve. It shouldn't have left you. You should have. You should have left me hang, and then he could have been like, hey, dick, remember what I said? <laughs> yeah, but that's something oh. that I, you know what, that's not something that I'll read, though. I think that one was kind of a personal one, and I really no, no appreciate doubt, it. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, and I really appreciate it. But uh, I found out that instead of an extender, I'm going to get a mesh point. Mesh What's points that? are better than extenders. They're actually somewhere that you, you actually put it in your room, where it's not extending into. It's like some sort of, you could actually uh, hook up a mesh point all over your house so that everywhere has the equally strong, everywhere has an equally strong um, uh, signal, signal. And, it, and it has something to do with the uh, actual internet IP address with the mesh point, where they're like, do, don't get an extender, get a mesh point instead. Okay, well, let me know how that goes, because I have an issue with that, but you know what, it's 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 fine for our purposes, but I have another issue with that, so let me know how that works with out. With a mesh point? Yeah, well, what, this, what I'm getting at is, this is going to fix the problem? Uh, yes, it's going to, here's the thing. My area has terrible, like what even the people, my next door neighbors were like, dude, our Wi-Fi is terrible out here. I'm like, gee, and our signal is terrible, but this is a brand new neighborhood. It only, well, brand new. No, they just didn't have any houses here five years ago. Well, that's brand new. Hey, I had yeah. a thought. Yeah. Speaking about your neighbors and your neighborhood and everything like that, do you have your Wi-Fi on lockdown? Yes. Okay. I was thinking maybe you were getting some some thievery from the surrounding neighbors. No. My uh, sister, no. dude, she told me. My, yeah, <laughs> You'll like this. My guess might be. My sister told me that at one point in time, her neighbor, she lives in an apartment, her next door neighbor uh, had told her, hey, you know, for reason A, B, or C, I don't have the internet right now. Can you allow me to hop onto your Wi-Fi for, let's just call it business purposes, okay? So my sister's like, yeah, because she's a very generous person. And she said, sure. Of course. I don't have lots to give, but when I, but when I give, I like to give with, with passion because that's my sister. I love her very much. Now, here's the thing. Us Ramirez's, we're always getting taken for granted, right? So this was probably, I don't know. I'm putting in like a, a fake number on it. But we're talking literally like over six months, okay? Wow. She, she'd forgotten about it. And she gets a text from her. She recently got a text from her neighbor saying, uh, hey, I'm trying to watch Netflix and the Wi-Fi is not working. So can you? No, would you she mind? didn't. I swear to God. So it wasn't like, oh, hey, thanks for allowing me to use it that one time. She had been using it the entire time for Netflix. You know how like oh, you can get onto your phone yes. and you can see like whatever's using your your Wi-Fi? Yeah. I don't know if it's on the computer or on the phone, but you get my, my point. There was a way wait a minute, she went wait into a minute, something. Wait a minute. Yes, how sir. do you do that? She did it. She explained it to me. But I'm thinking, you know how oh. like when you just click on your Wi-Fi, let's just say for the sake of this that we're looking on um, – Wi-Fi checker on the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. No, like if you just click <laughs> on your Wi-Fi. Who's I Wi-Fi.net? Yeah, no, and I can tell you that this is all valid. She actually showed me the screenshot. I just don't know exactly where she got this from. Maybe this hit, is, has to do with hit her. Hit me up, uh, Dan's sister, please, because I really need to know this. Hit me up on Twitter. Yeah, seriously, like this is something that she showed me the screenshot of. So it's all legit. I promise you, I'm telling the truth. Yeah, I don't want to put her name. They out had, there. they had, like her name is Monica. I love her very much. Hi, Monica. I'm How telling. are you? I'm telling. Yeah. Gosh. You yeah, know what? Like, we're a very family-oriented show. You've got Fave on, and I've got Monica. You know, you ain't. You know, that's true. It's true. You have a new auntie, and I have a new sister. Yeah, she is. She, I think you know. After today, after yesterday, actually, when I read this email that I'll read to you in just a little bit here, uh, I do feel like I have a new auntie, and I don't even. I've never said auntie. Yeah, she wants to come uh, to. Uh, when she said when she comes to Fresno, she's gonna take you out for drinks, like you and um, you and uh, Gail, and she's like, yeah, we're gonna go out for drinks. I need to know Dan. It feels like I know him already. I'm like, oh. 
Monty. I do. It's fantastic. You know, and y'all what? are like the same age, which is Heroes strange. of Noise brings the show together. Oh, well, she's only 35? Oh, damn, Monty. Look at this feather. Damn. Oh, but anyway, first of all, okay, go back to your, um, I'm very interested in how, like, how was she, were they using the internet more than Monica was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. However she did it, she was able to show me that she had, there was like six different people using it. There was oh, like an Xbox. There was God. phones. There was, <laughs> I mean, fucking what's wrong with people, man? It's you. It's the Ramirez people. Y'all just give. You're like, oh, you know, you're giving. You're giving. I guarantee if you were broke and someone needed money really bad, you would find a way to get it to them. No, nah, not really. I'm that guy that's like, excuse me, sir. Do you have any change? And I'm like, doggone it, fella. Change comes from within. I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all, Dan. I've seen it, though. I've seen you break your back to help people. I give my time. I'll say that. Well, time is more important than money. Time you can never get back. Money you can't. This is true. Ooh, snap! Gee, I just came up with that joint. Did you, though? I'm pro- someone probably said it before. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> let's, give, <laughs> let's give credit where credit's due. <laughs> Man, you know what this is making me miss? What? We just haven't had the time, and it's like we were doing so well with it. Yeah, pre-games. <laughs> That is so funny. I so miss the pregames, man. We got to get back to doing this. Something's wrong with my friend. He said, did you though? You gave me no props. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? Here's what's I, I think it sounds great. It's very profound, but I, I just want to see it in writing first. One day, one day I'm going to be up there winning a Grammy and I'm going to come down and be like, yeah, I wrote and produced that whole album myself. He's going to look at me like, did you now? Did you write all of those songs? <laughs> raise my hand in the audience yeah i'm not buying it can you elaborate <laughs> that is so freaking funny dude so what i'd like to first Monica- of all first of all i'd like to thank god first and foremost and i want to thank Favon. i want to thank my mother because she got me where i am mom i see you out there mom i love you very much oh my god i want to thank my son always been there for me at least you know when I had you, because before you weren't there, where were you? You know what I'm saying? But I just want to say that I'm very, very, very proud to put forth this body of work. And uh, can y'all hear me out there in the back? Love you, Steve. Yeah, I see you, I love you too. <laughs> and I just want to say that uh, I put my heart and soul into this one. And, uh, I, sorry. So I put my heart and soul into this one. And, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry about this. It seems, it seems that, uh, I got, I got one of my very best friends in the audience, Dan. Dan, this, okay, first of all, if you guys heard of our podcast, The Heroes of Noise, holler if you hear it. That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Dan Ramirez in the audience, everybody. Give it up for him. Dan, Dan come on up, man. Share this, share this moment with me. Will you, will you come up? I'll be right there, man. Come on up, Dan. All right. So Dan, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead, I, I, because I'm a generous person, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the mic. And because I think that you're, what you're gonna say, we, we've always been so good on the microphone together, I think that you're only gonna make this moment that much more golden. Oh, so do you have anything that you'd like to say? Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> hey everybody, what's happening? Dad Ribeiro's here, here's the noise. <laughs> so Steven, I was listening to your speech and I'm really sorry to intrude on this here. I almost feel like uh, Bradley Cooper in, uh, oh, you haven't seen the movie, have you? That's okay. You know what, folks, we all know. Everyone in the house knows, except for Steve, what we're talking about, right? But yeah, I almost feel like Bradley Cooper in Star is Born. 
except I'm not going to pee myself. Spoilers. So check it out. Uh, Steve, I, I take into consideration what you're saying. And uh, first of all, did Steve put out a good album or what, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Soak in the moment, man. Soak in the moment. All right, everyone, shut the fuck up. Wow. The power of the microphone, right? So, Steve, um, did you really put in all that work? <laughs> I, I, in fact, I got nothing else to say, so I'm going to give back to the mic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dan Ramirez. You can listen to us every week on Heroes of Noise. That's right. All right, everybody, peace. But seriously, before I leave, think about that. Did he really put in all that work? Because all the other time he says that he did. <laughs> all right, everybody, I'll catch you in 2020. Peace. Back to you. Gee. Right. Sorry. Did I go too long? That, no, that was dope. <laughs> Gee, I missed these. I'm telling you, we got to get back to doing pregames, man, because there's really some fun do. to be had there. God, I'm having because, a good time right now. Because without these pregame, I wouldn't have, uh, without these freewheeling ones, I wouldn't have a chance to ask you the following question, Dan. Oh, please do, Steve. So, Listen to us I, just caught sipping my, on the mic. I caught myself watching a preview. Uh, I think I was watching Creed. And I saw a preview for a movie that seems like it's going to be pretty freaking good. And it's by Robert Rodriguez, and it's called, um, uh, what is that thing? What, do you remember the uh, Alita Battle Angel? Did you see that preview? I did see that, yeah. It looks good, dude. Right? It does look good, kind of. I will say that the <laughs> first time I saw the, the yeah. uh, initial trailer for it, I wasn't entirely sure. But this last trailer has me a little bit intrigued. I've heard some mixed opinions on it. Because I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it stems from anime or, or I just don't know. But yeah, I'll be checking it out. It looks good. For sure. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, Robert Rodriguez has been killing it. Uh, you know, I loved Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Desperado. I loved all those movies. Then I thought, Kevin Smith has been killing it too. A around the same time. Who's the better, who had the better career, G? What length of time are we talking about? What what stitch of time are we talking about? 94 to now. 94 to now. Who's had a better career? Yes. Because they both were kind of the dudes. Like Robert Rodriguez was the indie, the guy that did this amazing work with Desperado. And 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 Kevin Smith with Clerks. They kind of were those, they were the 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 golden children of that era. But they it seems as though. As they, they were both, go, their trajectories was the same until a certain point. And I'm wondering, who do you think had a better career in movies? Um, I love Kevin Smith. I do, too. And if you had to have me shoot one of the two people, like, you have to shoot Robert Rodriguez or Kevin Smith in the head. Jesus. I'm just saying, Steve. I'm not going to. Because that's the only way that this works. <laughs> and my fucked up at it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Robert, but you're going down. But there is one condition. Kevin, quit making those stupid fucking eyes in your pictures, because if you don't, I'm going to do some necromancy shit and bring Robert back, and oh, I'm going to shoot you in the head. Those wide eyes? It's ridiculous at this point, it's don't you every think? every single every single picture he does that, but... And I will say that Robert Rodriguez is a uh, much fancier dresser. They both have their look about oh, them. Totally. Like, Robert's prone to the leather pants. Yes. You know what I mean? Look at my bulge yeah. kind of pants and stuff like yes. that. And But Kevin Smith... Kevin Smith looks like he played dress up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, have you seen him lately? Oh, he totally does. He totally, yeah. He's still rocking jorts. 
And then he's got them stinky ass no socks vans, which I got I got feelings still. about that. No, he's not doing the jersey that much anymore because what? I think because he's lost so much weight. I think he has to buy all new jerseys. So what he's been going with lately is a slim T-shirt to show off his fit figure and, and kudos to him because I know yeah, he's, he's well he's into felt. like yeah. 60, 70 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the former fat guy, Kevin Smith. Good job, buddy. I think he's like a Weight Watchers or something like that. But he is now with he's got the jorts, the vans, a slim T-shirt, and then he has this oversized sport coat that he wears. You haven't seen this before? Like there's pictures I have of him. I've not seen him. Dude, look it up. Seriously, like while I'm talking, look it up. Just say like Kevin Smith in sport coat or something, and a backwards hat. It looks ridiculous, but I, I'm I'm off on a tangent. I'm sorry, but yeah, I, I think that uh, he's got to fix that. So on the condition that he stops doing crazy eyes and he dresses a little bit better, he's going to be the survivor of my scenario. Oh wow, look at him! Yeah, you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Can you get look down with that? If I went out, hey Steve, let's go out, man. We're going to go tear the town up tonight. And, a sports coat. and then I show up in jorts and a sports coat, a t-shirt, a backwards hat, making big crazy eyes. Aren't you going to be I mean, a little he's bit di- taken aback? Yeah, he, he's doing the most right now. <laughs> is he, though? I don't know if it's really doing he the most. He is doing the most. But, and the thing is, With I got to give it props. He did drop 85 pounds. No, he looks fantastic. He looks he fantastic. Ama- without the surgery. Right. So I would even be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, wow, he dropped so, yes, without surgery. He dropped weight so quickly. And I love Kevin Smith, guys. I really do. He dropped weight so quickly. Maybe he's just sort of out of clothes right now. He's got a, you know, well, like for instance, wife, so I, for instance, if I was his, yeah, but he's got money. That's my point. He can go yeah, out. And, so at at certain times of the day, Kevin Smith looks at himself in this full length mirror. I'm assuming and says, "That's the shit." And then he walks out. That's crazy to me, man. Do you think he does though? He doesn't seem like he really. He, he seems like he's just like this will do, and he just doesn't care. Yeah, you're probably right, but still. You know what? I'm only it's all in jest, but I think he dresses funny. So getting back to your original question, I think that Robert Rodriguez had a more stylish approach to his movies. Yes, true. Whereas, you know what I mean? And I think that Kevin Smith had much more emphasis on the dialogue. Very cuz Kevin Smith could not pull off a shark hits or shark shark boy and lava Ooh, girl. Ooh, you he just reminded me about that. you just reminded me about shark boy and lava. Oh. Okay. But it was a massive hit. Yeah, I took my kids to see it. Kevin Smith could not have done that, I don't think. He um, would just he would want to make it too funny, and but it's weird how Ke- uh, Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez is like, I know my um, I know my audience for this movie, so let me cater to my audience for this movie. I don't think Kevin Smith can do that. You're right. I agree with you. I don't think that's the case. So uh, I'm going to tell you that my loyalty. Again, is with Kevin Smith, but I honestly, I think that maybe, and you're speaking movies alone. Only movies. Yeah, I think Robert Rodriguez gets it. That's what I think, because I don't, th- unfortunately, because look, he's, Kevin Smith has a place in my heart because he made Rats and Chasing Amy. Those two movies got played so much in my house that it was ridiculous, because Chasing Amy is a real thing that happened to me, except for the finger cuffs. Like, that happened where I was just like, oh, her past is a bit bigger than I thought. But Robert Rodriguez, his should have worked that like, to your advantage. G, that's all I'm saying. Well, you know, <laughs> but uh, he's like, who says Ro- I didn't, fool? <laughs> <laughs> but Robert Rodriguez has made these movies, and I'm just like, wow, he did that on just like Kevin Smith did. He did that on a shoestring budget, budget, and he had something to do with du- from *Dust Till Dawn*, one of my favorite movies of all time. G. Yeah, that, that's a big deal. And so Robert Rodriguez does have a play in movies. I think he takes it, but. But then again, I'm kind of, t- oh, I'm about to make people mad. I think it's time for the evening widths to stop. 
there's I don't think Kevin Smith has enough stuff to talk about. It's over. Yeah, because you know, honestly, well, it depends. Like if you've never okay. Like if if an evening with came through town, I know you'd be there. I know you to would. To see Kevin Smith. Yes. Right. Right. I've seen mm-hmm. him before and he's great. Yeah. But you're right, there are a lot of recycled stories. He was talking about on a recent episode of um, Fat Man Beyond. It's now Fat Man Beyond. It's no longer Fat Man on Batman. Oh, I didn't know that. And he was talking about the Stan Lee stuff. And he was saying that Stan Lee has a bunch of stories that he tells just like he does. That's the thing. He kind of tells the same story over and over again. And now I know I'm guilty of that on this show. I've told things before and wasn't even really aware of it because, you know, Gail, who listens, would be like, hey, you know, you already told that, right? Like, yeah, so goddamn what? No, I don't talk to her. I'm just kidding. I don't talk to her like that. I'm just playing. But I'm gu- I think we're all guilty of telling a story or two the same couple of times, you know? But I think you're right. I think he needs he needs more adventures. Totally. I mean, because I watched the recent one that he put out about, yeah, I guess, the heart attack. The, like, after the show, he had a heart attack. But that show was a very, oh, I love to look at my wife's this and uh he does the exact you could almost write it down this is what he's going to talk about he's got but a formula his, yes but his first few evening whiffs were out of this world they were so fun to like i could have watched five hours of these stories because he had such a you know from the spider on a wild wild west to superman to um you know ben affleck is you know all these things and i'm just like oh my gosh this is so prince the prince story alone was worth it where I had no idea going in about this Prince story. So when he starts talking about it, I was like, what the heck am I watching? It was incredible. But when that runs out, I'm thinking he's now doing it because it's a source of income. It has That's the reason he's doing it. Well, it's sure. a source of income. Yeah, he's and not I'm making co- movies anymore. Not making movies. Whereas, as you see, Robert Rodriguez is like, look, I'm not going to get up and tap dance. Because even though I could get away with it a few times, I can't get away with it enough to... Like, this movie that he's going to release, that Alita... Guarantee it's gonna make a, a, a ton of money. I mean, just from the look of it, it's gonna make a ton of money. I believe he got Mahershala Ali in it, so there's a lot of people that he's and uh, he has my boy from uh, how I'm blanking on his name from um from uh, Inglorious Bastards. My boy, what's his name? Oh man, I, it was in my head, and I was about to say Christoph Waltz. Yes, I, Christoph I almost Waltz lost it. Is it. He's in it, and so it's gonna be like people are gonna just go and see it. However, yeah. um, I get how he's like, look. I'm not, I can't, I can see how Robert Rodriguez, not saying that this is, or these are his thoughts, how he can see it as, I'm not going to get up there and tap dance for two hours. I'm just not. I'd rather just go make movies. And I think, unfortunately, Kevin Smith got away from making movies. He did a bunch, he put a bunch of money into making a movie with his daughter, which is beautiful for himself. But everyone that watched it was like, it's kind of weak sauce. But he did show us a glimmer of light in Tusk. Oh, I love Tusk. Oh, I loved it. And you know, actually, like, I'm, kind of, it. I'm kind of a fan of Red State, too. I do like I, I I think I shouldn't have watched Red State when I was a fan of um of um Smodcast because they were hyping it up so much that I, he, he was like this is gonna be my state this is gonna be my this is gonna be the one so when I watched it I was like yes this is gonna be it John Goodman let's do this and I watched it, I was like it was good now I will say that I think he's gambling like he must just have money to burn he's got to get some some kind of you know producing support on these things because he's gambling dude with the ne- <laughs> you know what his next one's gonna be if it happens right. What? Moose Jaws. Have you heard of this one? No. Dude, it's okay. Because you know how he likes the Canadian culture, right? Yes. Even though I think he's from Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. But he's big he on is. the Canadian. He likes hockey. We get back to hockey again. Red Bank, I believe. Yeah. He but, said it enough. Yeah. So anyway, this movie is literally Jaws with oh, a moose. Jesus Christ. 
then again, I the Tusk I thought was going to be ridiculous. You know why I think Tusk works so well? Why? Did you ever hear the initial podcast where they talked about it? They there's I, a podcast. I went back to talk. I yeah. went back to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, I remember just listening to this one time and thinking this is really like it was just a conversation like you or I would have. Not as creative. Yeah. Like we're not as creative as that, of course. But um, we are more creative. Okay, well, you know that's to be debated. But I'm just saying that it was a very entertaining podcast. So when I found out about that, I was you know well into the the. Uh, Smith podcast at that point in time and I was like really excited to see it so I think that there was anticipation built up I love that they actually included the podcast at the end of the movie by the way so yes I think, so I think there was a little more heart in this one again I think that the um, yoga hosers was kind of like a I don't even know if it was a labor of love I think it was just like a little bit of a, a gift to his daughter to sort of oh maybe totally. maybe help out her IMDB portfolio totally I think what it was was it's the equivalent of me being a uh, like a, a um a senator and getting my son into college. I used my power to be call them and be like, Hey, um, we really would be nice to, for you to get into a, you know, let him into college and they yeah. do it. He's like, my, my daughter wants to be in a movie. Let me use the fact that I can make movies to get yeah. my daughter into a movie. It's just him using his power for of his course. kid. And I see nothing wrong with that. I think totally. it's kind of sweet actually. But I think that his heart wasn't in that one as much. No, he was just having fun. Now we get into yeah. Moose Jaw's territory. He's been oh, writing boy. this for a while. And I know he was supposed to be doing some hockey series, too, on HBO. I was yeah, like, Hit, he was. I think it was called Hit Me or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I think here's the question of the day, Steve. Yeah. Has Kevin Smith lost it? The, the big thing is, like, Kevin Smith is always a creative person. It's just. Um, Without a doubt. Without a doubt, he's a creative person. I'm going to go really long around this. Um, like, when you see... I don't watch Comic Book Man, but it just got canceled, but it was on for seven years, giving him a funnel of money. That was money happening every episode, which is dope. I think the problem with that is he had, he had people that would invest in him now, and he, it was just like Paul McCartney leaving the Beatles. There was no one telling him no. No one said, Kevin, you can't do this. I think, I don't know if Scott Mosier still has that on Kevin where he can be like, we shouldn't do this. No, that's not a good idea. I think he'll just go out and do what he wants to do. When you don't have a no man, well then, yeah, you're going to be able to do whatever you want. And what happens is yoga hosers. That's what happens when you have someone saying, do whatever you want, Kevin Smith. As creative as he is, he has no one reeling him in. So he hasn't lost it. He just needs a no man in his corner where it's just like, we shouldn't do this. I don't think that's a good idea. Just because we said it on a podcast, we don't we need to make a movie out of it. Why don't we instead take a lot of investment, take a million dollars, and go back to what we did amazingly? Like Tusk, that reveal is still one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen on film before. I That literally, and I think part of it was because it was a Kevin Smith film, and I didn't expect it. When they revealed his face, my heart almost, it was a feeling I have not felt. Like I, I felt that in like the... The Green, what was that? The Green Volcano? I forgot what the name of that movie was. The Green Inferno. Yeah, I felt that with that movie too, where it's just like, oh, I don't feel, this doesn't feel right. That's the feeling I got with Tusk because he did, he's like, oh no, we're going to make this reveal as disturbing as we can. And it was very disturbing. So it's in his brain to do, he hasn't lost it. It's just like, um, you know that, that saying where it's just like, uh, hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. His talent isn't hustling and hustlers that are less creative than him are surpassing him because they're like, we'll just out hustle you. You could be as creative as you want. Do your little creative things, but we'll just out hustle you and make these blockbusters. 
He can do it. He can do it. Kevin Smith has it in him. He just needs to get out there and say, you know what? I'm going to get out there like I used to. And so what cop out didn't make any money and it was garbage. I think that scared him away from the blockbusters. I think he's just like, I'm never doing that again. Not everyone's a Bruce Willis. Dude was a douche to you. Not everyone is that guy. Go out there and do a funny movie. Use your creativity. Kevin Smith is still one of, one of the most creative people on the face of the planet. No question. In my opinion. And he seems like a very lovable person, too. No question. Like, it seems like if I ran into him and said, hey, can I get an autograph? You're not going to meet a Kevin Smith where he's just like, no, I don't have any time. He's going to be like, yeah, sure, man. No problem. And he'll do it. But it's just, it drives me crazy that people don't, that he isn't using what he has to his benefit. He's so creative. I'm just covering the bases real quick here, just because I'm just trying to remember. You didn't say that he did Green Inferno, right? You were just comparing No, no, no. It. I was comparing. That's was Eli saying, Roth. Yeah, that made okay. me, like, those two feelings made me feel very unsettled. Like, in the theater, I could watch a lot of gruesome stuff. It was something about Green Inferno that, that, that it looked real, dude. It looked real, what they were doing. And I was like, how are they? I don't even understand the the mechanics of what's happening. A guy will be screaming, a person will put his their hand through his eye and pluck it out while he's screaming and obviously not animatronic. So it made me feel wrong for watching it. But same with Tusk. Tusk, it looked like someone stitched tusks into this person's face. And I was like, that is a, that is a visual that I, 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 I never expected coming out of Kevin Smith. Maybe he should, you know what? Kevin Smith would make a great horror movie. I think he'd do an amazing job without Kevin Smithing it up. Take it seriously and he can make a great horror movie. There's greatness in there somewhere. Oh, he's, dude, when, you, when he can say, hey, I wrote this script a few days ago, that is Kevin Smith, Kevin Smithing. Not only, he just writes. He can just write dialogue. Like the dialogue when they're on the, um, when they're on the swing set on Chasing Amy, Ben Affleck is talking to homegirl about life. And I'm like, that is so, and you know what? I'm going to go further. Oh, I'm about to hit the ball out of the park. Dan, without Kevin Smith, is there a Goodwill Hunting? Without that style, because he produced the movie. Without that style of dialogue, is Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, because they started with him. Wait, did you say that Kevin Smith produced Goodwill Hunting? Yes, yeah, he was a producer, him and Scott. Really? Yeah, look it up to make sure, co-sign it. I'm going to do that real yeah. quick, but go ahead. But, um, so they hung around Kevin Smith, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and they made cameos in his films previously. I think that style of dialogue, I think, they in, I think he influenced Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's writing. I really do, because it's that banter that Kevin Smith was already doing, dude. He was he the was co-executive producer, it. by the way. Good well, job. that's bigger. Wow. Good job. Yeah, but I re and the thing is, don't you does it happen? Does goodwill hunting happen? That ban you because you remember how they it's a bunch of talking. It's a lot of talking. I it sounds like a lot of Kevin Smithy talk. Like just banter. Hmm. That's a really good question, man, because I think that you have to give credit to Matt Damon and Ben Affleck oh, no for that, that amazing script they wrote. No question. But that's that, just an amazing movie. But that whole, like, tell me your name of your brothers, Tommy, Tigger, Ricky, Ricky. I'm like, oh, that's a Kevin Smith thing. Say it again. Repeated it. I'm like, that is a cool little thing right there. Or telling that joke at the table where she, uh, she, you know, stuff comes out of her mouth. I said, that is a 
very smithy thing to do. That's a good point. There are little ticks that I'm just like, dude, this is stuff that normally people wouldn't have put in a movie. But since they've been hanging around Kevin Smith, they're like, well, we're not doing that. So apparently we can do this. It's not that far. Finger cuffs isn't happening. Hmm. So a little tick up from that must be okay. But dude, it's all Kevin Smith, in my no, opinion. I, you know, I think you have a point. And just with, since you kind of had me on the spot on that one, I've done no research on that. I'm literally just fine. I don't know why I didn't know that. I should know that. Yeah, I think that Kevin Smith probably, again, just a, you know, talking out of my ass. I think oh, that Kevin Smith yeah. definitely played a part in getting that movie made. Obviously, he was the producer, so I don't mean it like literally. But I'm, to answer your question, without Kevin Smith, is there a Goodwill Hunting? Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that, <laughs> yeah, at the point in time where they were at, where they were yeah. virtually not necessarily unknowns, but they weren't on the status. There's no Martian, you know what I mean? No, Nothing like no, that. No. And Kevin um, Smith was at the height. Certainly no Batman. He was rising where he's like, he's the new guy. Yeah. You know, he's going to cans. He's I'm sure he guy. pulled some strings, dude. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing. I don't know if, um, does Robin Williams even get the script? Does he even get the script without uh, people like Kevin Smith behind it? I don't know how long it was floating around. And again, we're just sort of throwing this we're, out there. yeah we're bullcrapping yeah I, I, we could be completely wrong don't no need to correct us because we're just shooting the shit uh i don't know i really don't know on that part robin williams is a was a big name he was a mat i mean he was and the thing is like if if dan if you make movies and i'm in your movies if i write a script who am i gonna let read it and like critique it i'm obviously gonna give you the script be like hey what do you think of this and I guarantee Kevin looked at it like, oh, you know what we should put here? This would be funny. This would be cool to put here. I wish Kevin Smith would sit down and be like, do you want to know the changes I made to Goodwill Hunting? I'll be like, oh my God, yes, I would. What are the Kevin Smith things you put in there? Because I guarantee he did. Yeah, I don't he, want to take anything away from him because you not know, at all. even though we were saying that his movies kind of fell off recently, he's still a fantastic writer. I think he's oh, utilized a lot, actually. He, he, okay, like this little thing. Where, uh, and uh, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, it's been a long time. So uh, there's a part in Chasing Amy where they're having a conversation around the table and all of a sudden Silent Bob starts talking and he gives a monologue. Right. And you're like, whoa. And it's a really in-depth monologue where it's just talking about how who cares what she did in the past. Like it's this, and uh, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Jay is just like, wow, I didn't know that about you. And he makes some comments like, the things that you don't know about me, I could pretty much. And it's so fast witted. And I'm like, that's Kevin Smith, man. And here's the thing, he's still like that. But at that point in time, particularly coming oh, out of dude. the mouth of Silent Bob, no oh, one dude. really knew. Like they really hadn't heard him talk a lot. Exactly. On we screen, had never ever heard him talk. Right. So you're getting that first good sense of what he's yes. about vocally. It would be like if you were getting charmed by someone on a date and they, you know, you go home and you're thinking about that, like, wow, man, they really had a lot to say. And, you know, they're just so interesting. But if they're not given anything else after that and it's just more of the same and more of the same, it suddenly becomes a little bit more uh, dissonant in your ear. Or maybe totally. not dis maybe not dissonant as much as you're just not picking up on it anymore. You're not following no, everything. That's you're not like impressed it. anymore. You're like, yeah, I'm oh. not impressed. And that's for with anything. Like for the first time you were like, hey, uh, like my son doesn't even register me playing the keys anymore. It's not even a register in his brain anymore. He does, and then someone else can play and be like, oh, that guy's really good. And I'm like, I can play circles around them. But since he's already heard me a billion times, he's like, uh-huh, yeah, me too. I've already heard it. Now it's just a normal thing in the back of my brain. Now for Kevin Smith, we've heard him talk so much that if he did that same exact scene today, 
we'd be like, well, of course, he couldn't wait to talk. That's what right. we think. That's oh, what he couldn't wait for this scene. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is the scene he's been waiting for. But we didn't know that he was just a... And again, I don't know... Aaron Sorkin's another one, obviously, but there aren't many people that I can just read. Like, I read that... Um, I might give it to you. There's a... Uh, there's a book where it just follows a year with, of Kevin Smith writing what he's doing every day, a journal. And I have it, uh, I read it in two days and it was like 400 pages <laughs> because I can just read his writing. It's so easy to read. It was like, wow, this is crazy. He's just talking about things that are happening throughout the day, writing the script, met up with this person. This person's a doofus. Why did I even meet in this meet? Like stuff that he's, I was like, oh, this is how he writes. Using, this isn't just Kevin Smith up there using big words. Kevin Smith verbally is just poetic, dude. Are you talking about the book Tough Shit? Yes, yes, I got that. Great book. Yeah, I've got that too. Oh, did you read it? Nope. <laughs> I, I, no, no, man. I do that sometimes. I'll buy books and then I just, I, for whatever reason, I'll get, I think I bought it at a very busy time in my life, but it's sitting oh, it's there. so good, dude. But I will read it because, and I'm not just saying that for the purposes of this show. Like it's, I'm interested in what he has to say, particularly at that point in time. Yeah, and, and maybe there's some stuff in it's there that depressing. I haven't heard before. And I, you nope. know what? Yeah. I don't it's mind sad that because, because you're going to remember what, how good he was. You're going right. to remember. You'll be like, damn. But like you say, it's depressing. That's real shit. And sometimes that's the best stuff to read. Well, the thing is, I'm not saying it's depressing like a sad book. It's depressing seeing how at that point. Oh, gotcha. You mean comparing that period of time to now? Oh, dude. He was on his. I'm going to this meeting and that meeting and that meeting. Probably going to do this movie, this movie, this movie. Like, he was in his bag. And he was taking it all in stride. Like, whatever. If it happens, it happens. Writing another script. The script should be able to, it should be fun. And it's just like, oh, he's, and now looking back, I'm like, that book today, if he wrote a brand new book, I'm very interested in what it looks like now. You know what I'm saying? What? And he has the time. Unlike like Robert Rodriguez, I know what that book looks like. He's gone from success to success to success to success. Even his garbage movies have have been fun. Like even um, uh uh oh my gosh, what's the movie with like five different movies in it? Oh come on, with death with death proof. Um, well we'll just go with death proof. Even with movies like death proof, death proof, where he's just like we're just gonna have fun, whatever. Even that was totally fun because he made the trailers in between the two movies. I'm like oh this is so fun. The trailers are fake trailers. I loved it. And I was like, okay, so at his bottom, Robin Rodriguez is still like, I can still pump out a movie that you guys will walk away from and be like, oh, that was really fun. That was excitable. Whereas Kevin Smith at his bottom, dude, I mean, Yoga Hosers was brutal, G. And I try, you know me, I tried to like it. I thought it was unwatchable. It was so tough to watch. And then he got, and this is the, testament to well then again he did use johnny depp's daughter that's probably how he got it but still well they're i think they're like really good friends oh i didn't know that him and uh her and harley quinn are pretty good oh i thought johnny depp and kevin smith were really good friends no i think it's the opposite you know it's it's they're i think they're the same age maybe they went to the same high school and now i'm just sort of fabricating things but i'm pretty sure i've heard that they're good friends that makes total sense um that's and the thing is if you're gonna yeah your daughter's our daughters are going to be in the movie. Why don't you be in the movie with? Because you know, hey, my daughter's going to be in the movie. I want her to be successful. I'm Johnny Depp. Why don't I just get in there? And and he even couldn't save that movie. You know he what? It also could have it could have been the association that he had with uh, the daughter that got Johnny Depp into Tusk as well. Because he that comes so back, true. Johnny Depp in is in a uh, yoga hosers as well. 
Now, to get Johnny Depp for yoga hosers, don't get me wrong. Johnny Depp will pretty much do anything these days, but to get him for yoga hosers, that's a favor. Yeah, he hasn't he hadn't dipped into Johnny Deppness at that point. He was still Johnny Depp. That's a my daughter is your daughter's friend favor right there. Totally. And I mean again, to wrap it up, I'm looking forward to what Kevin Smith does next as long as it's not a bunch of evening wits cuz I think when he goes on tour, you're kind of just like, "Okay, this is a tour for everyone who hasn't seen me yet." Cuz everyone that has that's there is going to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, good." But he's going to go on tour to places where haven't we been where people probably are going to want to see me. And that's a great idea if you're wanting to make, you know, you know, money every night and handle that business. But I think that the better idea for, for, for him would be, dude, go back to what you did so well, man. Make movies. Make movies that are good. Have no men around you where it's just like, no, we shouldn't do that. No, just concentrate on the script, man. No, we're not going to do that thing. Moose Jaw shouldn't happen. <laughs> then again, the Jaws. Meg shouldn't happen. Meg has had happened, and it made money, so I need to hush. But I don't think Moose Jaw should do you it. You know what? The Meg was a very silly movie, but I was sort of entertained by that one. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I saw it. I was entertained. It wasn't anything I would go, you got to do. As soon as we get off, I'm going to send it to you or something like that, or I'll gift it to you on iTunes. But it was an entertaining movie. It was just so formulaic that it, it is what it is. I mean, it was it was a silly movie, but it was fun. It held my attention. It's Jason. I mean, Jason Statham is generally. It's a Jason Statham. There you go. It's a yeah. Jason Statham movie. He's generally, he's generally pretty freaking funny. But yeah, I mean, again, that. So you're taking movie wise, you're taking Robert Rodriguez. For sure. Okay. Fair enough. Hey, speaking of movies, I know we only have about a half an hour left. Like, I don't have any notes in front of me or anything this time. I actually really like that. But should we talk about anything? Anything recently that we've seen? Because there's a few things I've seen. Um, like, I have things that I've watched recently, but I think you're aware I'm going to be going on Pop Culture Leftovers this weekend. So I was kind of, oh, it was it was cool with saving that up. You know, I have things to talk save about on the up. show. Save yeah, it I'll up. save it up. Yeah, but, I mean, we could up. still talk about it. We could shoot the shit about a couple of things if you want to. Um, You know what's stuck with me, dude? What's that? Creed 2 has stuck with me pretty terribly. Like, it's stuck with You just me. want to hear me cry again, huh? No, it just really did stick with me. Like, the there's different life lessons that stuck with me through creed like two especially like one of them was there's a re uh for everybody that doesn't want to get spoiled you might want to push pause but there's a rebirth scene where um in my opinion where he falls and he's like get up kid and it was like he was reborn he gets up and he's a brand new person almost and it's just like dang i need that moment you know what I'm saying? Everyone needs the moment where they work so hard that they collapse. And all of a sudden, you're just like, now you're going to get the, you're now going to get the results of all your hard work. All that hard work you just did, now you're about to walk into the ring and actually get the satisfaction of all the hard work you put in. And I was like, wow, that's such a, such a good freaking, it's just, and then the other one was just, how hard are you willing to work for something that you want? hard and if they and if you lose the first time are you willing to get back up and do it again or are you just gonna be like all right well it wasn't for me such is life all right anyway be like is that what you're gonna do or are you gonna be like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna fight a giant it's been in my brain this whole freaking week Jay. i'm like daggone it why is that movie sticking with me so much speaking of creed man did you hear or did you happen to see on twitter sly stallone's tweet that he put out this morning what did he say well, it was a repost from Instagram. I, 
I'm a little sad, but at the same time, I think it makes perfect sense. It says, I'm reposting this because there was a technical difficulty. I just want to thank everyone around the whole wide world for taking the Rocky family into their hearts for over 40 years. It's been my ultimate privilege to have been able to create and play this meaningful character. Though it breaks my heart, sadly, all things must pass and end. I love you, kind and generous people. And the most wonderful thing of all is that Rocky will never die because he lives on in you. So he is officially retiring the Rocky character. That makes sense. I think so. I think it makes perfect sense. Like I said on the last show, I think that la now that you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. That last scene where he's looking into the ring from behind, like it's, it's the scene that's shot from behind him and he's looking at yeah. the ring. Mm -hmm. I think that is a perfect way for Rocky to go out. It is absolutely. And, and the thing is, I read another, oddly enough, I read an article on it and they were talking about how this Rocky or this Creed movie, uh, this one is produced by um, Ryan Coogler and um, Michael B. Jordan. And uh, they said, because, you know, they have a production company now. And they're like, this movie, even though it's not going to make the $182 million that the last one made, it's on its way to making $152 million, Chase. That's a juggernaut. Yeah, that's great. And it's like, are they going to be able to put that? The, the article I, I saw or I read was like, even though you might think it's the end, putting a juggernaut like this in back into your pocket is hard to do. And like a movie company will have a meeting and say, look. This, when you go from 182 to 152, that's a nothing drop, and it may continue to go from there. Let's not forget about home video sales. Exactly. It's overseas. I think it's premiering overseas oh, today. Dude, dude, it's going to make so, but in, yeah, because I think that was 152 domestically, let alone worldwide. It's going to make a ton of money. And are the movie theaters going to be, if Michael B. Jordan's like, yeah, we're not going to do it anymore, and Ryan Coogler's like, nah, we're not going to do it. Are the theaters going to be like, okay, no problem. Or are they going to take them in the back office and be like, yo, look, this thing doesn't cost a lot to make. And you made a freaking ridiculous amount of money. So I get, I guarantee if Stallone's not in the movie, his name will be on the movie. Like he will be a producer on that movie if they do it again. There's no question. He will be linked up. But I get why it's a perfect send off. That last scene is a perfect send off. Where oh I can't even say the quote. He says something to Creed. He says something to Creed, and when you look up at Creed, he looks like Apollo Creed. I was like, oh, he looks like him a little. Where he's just like, hey, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. This is a brand new generation now. I loved it, man. You know, it's weird too. It's like this movie. I've been liking some movies that have been a little bit on the divisive side lately. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to get into Fantastic Beasts. Oh, at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I have yeah. my reasons for that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm surprised that Rocky, excuse me, that Creed 2 is, it's very divisive. Like there are a lot of people that genuinely yes. don't like that movie. They're holding the Coogler standard to it. And I think we both mentioned on the show last week that we do appreciate Coogler's direction a lot more. But of still, I, I found this movie wonderful. And again, I have my reasons for it. But um, I'm totally satisfied. If they never made a Creed movie again, mm -hmm. I'm completely fine with the closing the book on, on Rocky. Totally. And, and I think, again, like you said, it's, it's a tough. Coogler has an eye of a generation right now. Like, he doesn't have a normal eye. He has the ninth highest grossing movie in history under his belt now. That is a major, a major thing before 30, dude. When you do that before 30, that's a hell of a thing to do, bro. Yeah. I finished so, watching Creed again last night, the original, at about 1.30 in the morning. So early this morning, I should say, I finished watching it. And it's so good. Dude, my mom watched it this week, and I talked to her about it. And she's like, oh, my. 
I was like, I know. We both did the same thing. We didn't watch it for a long time. Then we watched it and we're like, oh, oh but okay. I don't mean people. I'm sorry. I know. You know that I am super social justice and PC. However, Tessa Thompson, G. <laughs> Woo! She's a beautiful girl. Bruh. Bruh. And I can't wait to see her and um, Thor in Men in Black. Cannot wait, dude. I think it's going to be really good. You know what? Can't we be guys for a second and just talk about it? I'm not going to like, oh, and, you know, I'm not going to be a pig about things. But uh-huh. in the movies oh, that she's been in dude. as of late, where do you find her the most attractive? I have my pick already. Oh, let me go through the, I got to go through the Rolodex. I mean, I can list them off for you. I might have to go. I have to go the first Creed. I'm going first Creed. Because she was stunning. She really was. She was freaking stunning. Like to the point of, I knew who she was. And she looked different than in my brain. When I I saw her, I was like, oh yeah, Creed, you got to holler at her, bro. You got to take her off with some Philly cheese. But what, yeah. Now that's like the character. Are you talking about the character? Or are you just talking about her physical appearance? Her physical, like I was just like, oh dude. Like she, here's the thing. She's one of those that if she, you know how I say nothing to write home about. If she walked by me at fashion fair, I would remember it for like months. Not knowing who she was. I would be like, damn, remember homegirl? (laughs) (laughs) And you would not have to think of who I was talking about. You'd be like, yep. Yes, I do remember that she was in Spencer's. But like, yep, sure was. I think that um, much like Karen Gillian and Doctor Who, that something about uh, Bianca really resonates with me. and And I find her very attractive in that role. But on the flip side of things, what are your thoughts on Sorry to Bother You when she plays Detroit? Oh, I knew you were going to I knew you were going to say I I was thinking about that it was between the two. Yeah. But I have to the you know what the what messes me up is the only the scene that I see her in the most in my brain is when she's doing that art project. Not a bad scene to think about. I don't like the stuff thrown at her and stuff like ugh. How about right before things start getting thrown at her? I that's what I'm saying. I I try to I tried to, but my brain goes there. Whereas in Creed, my brain goes to nothing but flash after flash after flash of beauty. Okay. Now, when I say these things too, it, it, you know, because... Of course, dude, 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 it's fine. I have another one that has... Uh, it's This isn't a matter of just being like voluptuous or anything. I'm changing the subject, okay? Okay. There's another actor out there that is really ta- I've taken to, and it's okay. because of the character that she plays. Uh, Constance Wu. Oh yeah. As Rachel in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, man. She there's just something about that character that I really just find so adorable. I absolutely love that movie, man. You got to check it out. I dude, I really got to do it because I I've, I've heard nothing but great um uh, well, I've heard um nothing not not saying great. I'm saying I nothing but important to watches. They're like skip what you think about it. It's important yeah. to watch. And so I'm like, okay, this is bigger than me. Watch. It's like, you need to watch this movie because it's important for you to see it. Yeah. This is not so much of just getting in on the conversation because honestly, we're late to the party if that's the case. Oh, for sure. But I truly feel that this is one of the better movies to come out this year. And can I assign you a little homework? Would that be okay? Uh, Sure. Even though it's finals week, please. <laughs> Add on. Is, trust me. I don't think this is going to be hard. Can I ask you so we can talk about it? Even though we're late to the party, we haven't talked about it yet. Can we please talk about Crazy Rich Asians next week? Can you watch that? Can you rent it? Uh, yes, I can rent it. I appreciate it. By when? Uh, 
maybe you can watch it this weekend. Would that be cool? I don't want to jack up your finals. So if we need to take it back another week or two, that's fine. But in the coming weeks, I would really appreciate it. No if you question. Watch this movie I will. For because sure. it, yeah. I think this movie is so stylish and so. There is some groundbreaking shit going on in this movie. Not to mention that it is the really the first all Asian cast to make a movie of this caliber. And there's just so many things I love about this movie, but I've been waiting to talk about it because I don't, I don't, this isn't one of those conversations I want to have where it's like, Hey, this is what I like about it. And you say, or, you know, either one of us could do this by the way, but I want it to be one where we can both talk about it as opposed to totally. one of us just going, Oh yeah, I'll have to check it out sometime. Like it's, I, I think it's, totally I think it it's that important. Done. Consider it done. Cool. But yeah, Constance Wu, man, what a pretty girl. Um, okay, so I saw a movie, I saw a show that you told me to watch. And a lot of times, Dan tells me to watch things that I'm just like, okay, you know what? I need to get that on the list. But this time, for some reason, the way that he texts me, I got to watch it. Sometimes you're like, hey, you should check out this if you had a chance. Oh, you should check out this. But sometimes you say, hey, I, you really should watch it. You're going to love it. And it's called The Kaminsky Method. Oh, so good, man. Um, it is starring Alan Arkin, um, uh, Michael Douglas. And a few other people, I forgot is you know the other, but those are the two main people you're gonna see on the screen. There are a lot of people in this actually. There's a, a whole bunch of people where I'm like, I know her, I know her, I know him, I know him. Yeah. Um, uh, Nancy um, Travis, Danny DeVito, yes. uh, Danny Casey Thomas De- yes. Brown, and then of Who's, course, what's the daughter's name? Oh, uh, Lisa Edelstein. The daughter. I'm oh, sorry, the daughter. I'm, I'm sorry yeah, of Michael Douglas. Her name is Sarah Baker. She plays She's Mindy. So good. I love her. In yeah, she was fantastic. She does, I love her. But um, it's 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 um, it's about like one guy is an actor slash acting coach, which means you're mostly an acting coach. That's what it means. You mostly coach if you're an actor and an acting coach. And he's an aging actor. He's in his 70s, 60s. Well, I mean, I want to say 70s. He's in his 70s and uh, his best friend is an agent and he's a very higher up like an agent, an executive agent at a um, firm, a local firm, who's his client, and it look, and he's pretty much his client because he's his friend. That's what it is. They're friends, so he's his client. His name and is Alan Arkin's character. And uh, it's really a wonderful look on at the fact that all old people were us once. And sometimes the time goes so fast that you look back and you're like, what happened? People start dying around you. Yeah, man. And you start thinking, wait, you're not supposed to die. Be like, oh my gosh, he's he's 70. Like, you'll go to somebody and be like, can you believe John died? And they're like, well, I mean, it's sad, but he made it a good life. You're like, wait a minute. Does that mean that I'm like, like I'm in a normal dying age now? Is that where I'm at at this point? And there's parts where Michael Douglas will be in a room full of people that he thought he fit in because at one point he did. He fit in with 30 years old and 20 years old. So he thinks he's still that guy. And then he looks at the room and he's like, oh, time has passed me by. I don't belong in this room anymore. And that broke my heart because it's going to happen to all of us, G. To every single one of us, if we're lucky, we're going to get old and our friends are going to pass away. And we're going to be we're going to look back and say, a, I had a good life, and B, where the hell did it go? Yeah. Where did it go? This series does so well with focusing on friendship, mortality, aging, oh, yes. you know, the the um, the difficulties with come with the aging process. Yes. Um, totally. Dealing with loss, you know, mourning. Yes. Uh, 
re you know refinding yourself and picking mm-hmm. up the pieces from that and it's just done so beautifully man it's done it's so beautifully beautiful and, uh, and it, it's i so think good. that alan arkin and out of the two i don't even know if i want to judge him because i really love alan arkin's character in this but i think that alan arkin and michael douglas have some of the best banter that i've seen in a series in a very long time and i don't like to always throw this out here but i really i mean per- this is just me personally this series has touched me more than pretty much any series this year, to be honest with you, when it comes to like touching the heart. There have been some things that I like more for other reasons, but but there's something about this one that was just so real that yes. and so endearing and so heartwarming and at the same time frightening as hell that I, it's just fantastic. And there's only like eight, is it, I think it was eight episodes. Eight half-hour episodes. They're eight half-hour yeah. episodes, yeah. And it just had, and the way that it ends, you would expect it just to start right back up again. So, so I really hope, man, and I'm not trying to be morbid when I say this, but I really hope they get on to making, you know, the series again, like giving us a series two soon. Oh, quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Season two rather, because, you know, any, getting back to this whole thing, anything can happen. And and I would tell any person that's under my, well, you know what? I would say even my age, um, it is written by Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre is a, a writer that he's been known to write like sitcoms and it's a very, um, He's an old writing style person where it's just like, well, take my wife. Yeah, take her. That whole thing. Those are the kind of quips that are going to be happening. It's not in the style of a, you know, the newer. You have to put your brain. I had to kind of recess my brain where it's just like, he's not writing this way because this is how he writes. He's writing it for this. these two guys. This is how they would joke because this is how they joked from the 1950s. This is how they joke. Like, this is their cool little funny jokes. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I used to watch these sort of shows. And that is their style of sense of humor. Because when I get old, my style of sense of humor is going to seem young, or like really old to 40-year-olds. So I'm glad they didn't give, I mean, occasionally they'd be like a true dat, see, I'm hip sort of yeah, thing. And that even was really that's funny. old. Yeah, that even was that's funny, old. Though. And um, for me, it's just like diving into this show. I expected it to be a thing that it was not where I, I walked in expecting that there was going to be an arc. Something happens. Uh-oh, can we change it? Oh, well. And then by the end, something. And it's not. It's a, it's, um like I told you, it scared me to death, but also excited me in a way where it's just like, it's okay to, like, there's parts where um I do this too. It's not just for older people. There's, I sometimes look at younger people and just be like, dang, you have a good right now. You just don't know how lucky you are where he's sitting there at the urinal and the guy is able to pee <laughs> free willing. And he's just like, yeah, I get it. You're able to pee. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> but I'm, I do that to younger people too, though, where it's just like, oh, he's like, oh, well, I wasn't alive during OJ's trial. Well, lucky you because you're so, because I'm like, oh, you have 20 years before you get to my age. Yeah, man, and it's true. No matter what people like truly admit to say, and I'm not, obviously not everyone, but yes. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that too. You know, you work around younger people sometimes, and they sometimes they don't get, they don't yes. see, they don't see what's coming, and not yes. like we're that old, that much older, that we know everything. Because trust us, the the, the person, the next generation ahead of us is going to say the same thing to us. Oh, you just wait. Like I've said that before too. Like, damn, man, I woke up kind of achy today. That you know, joking, like getting old, and yes. like people that are older than me, like, oh, just wait. That shit is all coming, man. And it's just, I think this is a very good, it's almost like a textbook of 
just to show you like a 101 of what's to come. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that the way that they handle that's perfectly. I like that you brought up, I was going to bring it up as well, that Chuck Lorre produces this because I think that Chuck Lorre has a way of putting out things that are so true to life. And I think that it works masterfully in this season. Oh, totally. I mean, there's no, I mean, it's funny because it made me think about how they, they, the things that we worry about, these older men don't even worry about anymore. Like they, they, with the lens of time, you're able to see things way more clearly. And Alan Arkin, his character is able to see things a bit more clearly than Michael Douglas's character, only because Michael Douglas, since he's doing an acting class, he's surrounded by young people. But he doesn't understand that he doesn't belong in that room. Yeah, he's in a more of a denial type of a phase. Yes, he wants exactly. To, he wants to hold on to what he used to have. He was a bingo. He was an acting coach that was, you know, he he had charmed a lot of the actresses. I'm using actresses purposely. I'm saying actresses in this yes. way, because it's an older term. But he had uh -huh. charmed those old actresses back in the day. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that caliber of, of uh, I guess, sex appeal is what I'm getting at. But he still get, he does okay, you know? He does okay, yes. But the totally. thing is, is that Alan Arkin has, is a completely different character where he is now, he's suffered this big loss, and he's, he's fighting against being defeated. Totally. So he sees the world from a completely different eye. And the combination of those two working off of each other, teaching each other different things that they either one of them don't really see, it just works so great, man. Like, I, I really, really love this show. I recommend everyone watch this. I don't care what age you are. I saw this on Netflix, like, as in scrolling through Netflix, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, Ugh. I saw, like, you know how, like, when you when you lock onto it, it'll show, like, a quick preview of it? Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, that looks really good. But I don't know. There's just something about it. I don't feel like watching it today. And I did that several times. And when I finally sat down to watch this, it was, like, the smartest decision I've made, man. It's so wonderful. It's a great, I love it. It's I, it's, and the funny thing is, um, not to I'm not going to ruin it much more about it, but pay attention to how Michael Douglas talks in this in this uh, show, because he talks to everybody the way he talks to his acting students in a bunch of cliches, and the only person that catches it is Alan Arkin. Yeah, he's like, oh, Alan Arkin, don't, don't give me your bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be like, "Is that a thing that you normally say, or did you just?" make that up right now. And he's like, okay, it's a thing. I, Cause he can't, he's like, don't talk to me. I know what you're doing. And he talks to everyone that way so much though, that he thinks he's such a charming guy that he can deal with women the way he wants. He can tell a woman, okay, yeah, I like you. And then not call her for a week. But now that he's up there in age and he's dealing with more aged women, the women are like, I'm not putting up with your crap. I'm not going to just fall all over you. And he's not used to that. He's used to being able to be like, I'm not calling people for two weeks, but I'm this cool acting coach and you're just going to deal with it. It's so many layers to the show. Watch the show. Please email us and tell us what you think about it because I'm very eager to hear what you guys' thoughts, especially I'm eager to hear not only the young people's, but I'm very eager to hear the young people, but the older people. What does this make you think? What does this make you worry? Does it make you scared or does it make you look forward to the aging process? For me, it partly scared me but it partly made me feel hopeful because it just means that I'm going to have friends that I'm aging with, that we're going to have all these things to talk about in the past. And we're going to be able to call each other on people's crap on each other's crap. Screw you. You dumb this. I can't stand you, but guess what? You're going to deal with me because we're the only ones that have each other's experiences. No one else is going to connect with you like me because we're now 70 together. You're going to have to deal with my crap and I'm going to have to deal. It's like a marriage. When you've known somebody that long, it's like a marriage. You can't just say, I'm not your friend anymore. Yes, you are. Who else do you have? <laughs> Who's going to put up with your bullcrap at 70 years old? Nobody. 
So anyway, because I could, you know, as you can see, I could talk about this forever. But hey, everybody go check it out. Kaminsky Method on Netflix. You'll love it. Hey, real quick about that, though. What did you think of Nancy Travis's character? Uh, is, she, is she the one that dated? Uh, uh, she's Michael Douglas's love interest. Dude, she's, uh, I didn't know that that was her name. I've seen her in a bunch of movies. I thought she was the most, she is the one that kept it grounded. Like it kept it into the world of out of these two people, there's also a real world because there's those two guys which have an interesting relationship. There's Michael Douglas and his daughter who have an interesting relationship. There's Michael Douglas and his acting, which every single one of his acting students are very different, interesting people. But she's the one that's in the normal world. She reacts to things the way I would react to things. Be like, okay, well, uh, why are you calling me so late? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is the thing where, oh, well, on TV, you're supposed to be able to call people at all hours of the night. And she's just like, yeah, this is, no. I don't know where you're from, but you don't do this to, I loved her. I thought she was, she was the audience in the situation. And much like Alan Arkin's character, she's not taking any of his shit. No. You're really enjoying all. a drink over there, aren't you, buddy? A slurpy slurper. Slurpy you know Slurpenstein over there. Coming, this coming from you, from Dr. Slurpenstein. Oh, that was dope. I shouldn't have said that, though. It took away from me. <laughs> that was tight. I'm, like, super clever, G. I just want to like, say I already said Slurpenstein, and you just changed it to Slurpenstein. No, you, but I said doctor, but doctor. That's, like, as in Frankenstein? Yeah. Dr. Slurpenstein is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's played out. Oh, just I joking, know, man. I know that. In the, I remember in the beginning you said that we had an email. Yeah, I haven't and, seen an email, and I, I have it. it right in my hand that you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to hit that up real quick before we. Oh, just like out. I did to Slurpenstein, right? I took the words. Yeah, right out of my mouth. yeah, pretty. You much, didn't yeah. say it, by the way. I said Slurpy Slurpenstein. That's all. Slurpenstein is different from. Uh, it's really not. Anyway, it's really not. It's not. So don't give yourself too much credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have an email, and Steve. Freaking uh, Guys, any time that you guys write into us and say complimentary things, even if you don't say something complimentary, we, we, we really do appreciate it. Do. Uh, now, this one really touched me. And again, this is coming from Favon. So I wanted to read this to you. I read this yesterday. Okay. I was walking around in the store. And, you know, I always check my email because I'm always so attentive to the world around me. And I just read, you know what? I'm going to stop. And I actually stopped and read this one real quick. And it, it touched me. So here we go. Okay. It is entitled H-O-N. Guess what that stands for? Groupies. Okay. So it says, hello, heroes. I tried really hard to deny it, but I think I'm a groupie, a Heroes of Noise podcast groupie. <laughs> I con I'm constantly checking social media to see what you guys are going to talk about next and when it's time for the next episode. I paraphrase a bit, sorry. I'm like a kid on Christmas morning or a heroin addict about to get a fix. You can choose which simile you like the best. I first fell in love with the depth, insight, and enthusiasm of your reviews. Now I enjoy the random conversations you guys have before you do the reviews. I can't tell you how many times I've literally laughed out loud. I find myself wanting to be part of your convos. Dan and Steve, a.k.a. Fave Neff. Look at these nicknames always flowing. <laughs> your podcast is truly as entertaining as it is informative. Thanks for what, excuse me, thanks for doing what you do. I look forward to it every week. I wish you much success. Not just with podcasts, but in every area of your lives. Love, Favon, a.k.a. Angie. Angie Favon, thank you so Come much. On. No, seriously. And, you know, <laughs> I want to say that, like, sometimes, like, I think the first time. Okay, let me put it into a, a, something that's a little more, like, toward me. Like, yes. if, like, if my aunt would have written in or something like that, you know, I think initially I would have been like, well, do I read this one because it's family? It's almost like saying you know, my son's the best because he's my son yes. or do you know what yes. I'm getting at? Yes. And, and it's, it's that familial association kind of thing. I don't feel that's the case here. I, I, I really truly feel that she loves the show. 
and she it's not it. like listen yeah. to my nephew Steve show. It, seriously, no. and I and I don't mean any disrespect to my initial. No, not at all. By that, seriously, it's just that um, this one touched me, and she genuinely is focused on the show. She listens to the show. She has you know banter to talk about that the things she that we talk merch. about she has comments she buys merch i mean <laughs> you know merch. yeah for sure like no that's awesome so that's you, i, I yeah. really appreciate that it was a very touching email to me and um so i just want to say that thank you very much Favon. i love you Favon. and, and it's funny uh just a little she was always the aunt that looked out for me when i was young okay we're not gonna do this today Uh-oh. turns out turns out i can't do it uh-oh. What's <laughs> happening, Steve? Are you trying to get out of something? Nope. I love you, Favon. That's it. Oh, see, coward. Woo! What a coward. Come on, buddy. Let it can't, out. Can't today, apparently. Let it out, buddy. It's okay. I'm here for you. <laughs> well, it's, it's, actually, it's actually 144, so I got to... <sighs> okay. This right here is... Uh, the, this is the, actually the segment that I like to call Steve Pusses Out Again. So maybe we'll save it for next week, but... I see, man, you got to let yourself go. Oh, I that's, know. For that's sure. That's the honest this... truth. Like, we were listening. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. I don't really, like, listen to our shows all the time. I listen to it when I edit. But yesterday, Gail hadn't heard the show. So when we were out doing some Christmas shopping, she wanted to hear it. So it's always kind of weird for me to hear when we're driving. But at the same time, sometimes I catch myself laughing. I guess that's a good thing. Or it's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about Thanksgiving. And I'll let you go because I know you got to get out of here real quick. But you asked me my Thanksgiving. And then I was planning on getting back to asking you that because you have a very good way of ducking and diving. You like to keep yourself private. <laughs> and don't think that I don't recognize that shit. Oh, my yeah. Friend. Yeah. I think that was... listen, I'm calling you out publicly saying that you've got to stop oh, doing totally. that shit because you want to know something. Maybe uh-huh. it's weird for me to say that. It sounds like a biased thing. But honestly, I think that's kind of what makes our show. I think that's what sets our show apart. We're oh, not cool. always just talking about what we're watching, what we're listening to, whatever, which is fine. I'm not knocking that. But I kind of that's what I love about this is that we're able to get real. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah, and, dude. And I, I it, always bearing my goddamn soul on It's so on <laughs> weird that it happened the week after you. That is so strange. And I'm just like, yeah, that you know, that was so beautiful. And then here, and the thing is, I've talked about Angie a million times. I've talked about her a million times. So weird. I'm going to go ahead and say you were faking it because you didn't produce. There. I just took away all <laughs> the sincerity. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I appreciate that. Honestly, Whoa, my friend, you need to man. open yourself up a little bit more, man, because it's it's. For I sure. really feel that that's something that sets us apart. Maybe I'm if, wrong. Yeah, if I were I on the so. phone with you, you know that it'd be like, oh, I'll just get in the car and continue this really in depth. Um, but you know what? I need to start doing it on the show. I didn't even know it was gonna be like that. That's so interesting. In, hey, I wasn't expecting it either, dude. But <laughs> shit happens. But I don't think that you should. You know what? Don't shy away from it, man. Because I think these it's people. I, I really would like to think that we're having. And it seems that way to certain people, like to me, regarding certain people, I should say, that we are making that connection. And I hope that we continue to make that connection with you guys, because quite honestly, we really, really do love doing this show. We are only 45 shows in, but I have no, no thoughts of ever stopping this at any point in time. You know what I mean? So I only hope that the show grows and I hope that you guys grow with us. And I hope that you guys at one point feel like you can break out of your shell and hit us up and let's establish relationships. Let's make this more than just the Heroes of Noise podcast that you listen to every week. Let's make this a big family. I really, really mean that. So hopefully I'm not babbling to you guys, but sincerely from one podcaster speaking for another podcaster, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I want to get to know you guys. This isn't just, hey, add us and subscribe bullshit. Let's make this a family thing. All right, there you go. For sh- and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, dude, 
I'm going to say, okay, I'm about to offend you, Dan. Oh, great. That's a good way to end it. I think I... You think you love me? I know you do, sir. But what am I so afraid of? (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's no way anybody knows what the crap that just meant. No freaking way. Um, Easy, Cassidy. No, not many Cassidy fans. Um, But uh, uh, I forgot how much I loved freaking pregames. Yeah, we got to get back to it. I mean, like, I love, I love the show too. But dang, do I love pregames. Oh, do I love these things, man. Dang it. Yeah, man. I, I You know, honestly, Ew. I sort of felt obligated to even bring up anything that has to do oh. with with movies or anything or TV this week. I just really liked it shooting the shit with you. So it's fun, I think man. that we need to make more. I know you're busy when we record, but I think we need to try to make more time to do these and, and do again, start doing the pregame and then the real yeah. show, because I think that's how people learn about us, man. Yes. From now on. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to have to keep it lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I don't care Woo! if it's if it's worth talking about. I'll talk about it. Like oh for sure. I promise. I mean, I'm not gonna. There's things that I probably shouldn't say that I'll end up saying on this show. Oh for sure. And the, the here's a funny thing. I will say um, lately, uh, dude, you've been your recommendations have been crazy. Like you've been on a so anything that he recommends, please watch because Dan has been on a. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but everything he's recommended for me lately is just like, dang, he's on a kick. Like, all of them are good. Every single thing. You're not all going to agree with our opinions, but I will just say, like, personally, if I think it's shit, I'm not going to finish watching it. I'm just going to try and watch the things that resonate with me. So thank you, Steve. But You have been on it. And mind you, two episodes into the Kaminsky Method, I thought, it was good. It's fine. And man, it's just like, okay, are you ready? It got me sooner than that, actually. Yeah, it's like, are you ready now to come with this? And I was like, this is what this... And that's when I got uncomfortable. Because it would be better if they were like all zombies. Because I'm like, oh, I'll never be a zombie. But no, you're going to... Anyway, anyway, it's going to happen to... Watch the show. Watch it, goddammit. It's good. The fact that it's going to happen to all of us freaks me the freak out. But if we're lucky, it will happen to all... If we're lucky... I hope I live that long. I do too. But people, it's the last you're going to hear my voice. I'm off to get this beautiful boy of mine. And uh, I love you all. People, we're going to really try to do this more often. It is so fun talking. You don't know how wonderfully fun it is talking to this man across uh, the phone for me. And I don't really get to do it very often anymore. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm, I, I would rather if I would rather talk to you off the cuff. Uh, way more often than I do. And so people, hopefully you're going to hear that more often, but until the next show, which is going to, oh, oh, and this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, um, Dan is going to be on Pop Culture Leftovers. And this is, he was going to say it, but I'm going to say it for you. Please watch, please listen to that podcast, Pop Culture Leftovers. And the thing that I want to say about that podcast is I'm a hater. Dan knows I'm a hater. Dan knows that I'm very, very like, oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. They're not that. These group of people have reached out to us when they didn't have to. Have listened to our podcast when they didn't have to. Have given us uh, little tips and had Dan on. They have been nothing but an amazingly awesome, embracing group of people. So I'm telling you, listen to the Pop Culture Leftovers Even if you're like, I've never heard of them before, 
I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And just remember that even off mic, they are wonderful people. So listen to wonderful people. We have bullcrap going on in America. We have bullcrap going on across the world. We have this orange monster in the White House. But ever so often, you get a group of wonderful people talking about wonderful things, doing wonderful things to other wonderful people. And Pop Culture Leftovers are one of those shows. So if you get a chance, listen to it. And listen to it especially on the next episode because it's going to have my friend Dan on it and he's going to blow it up again. Again, we love you, Pop Culture Leftovers. Big shout out. Listen to it. And on that note, I'm out. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Don't leave just yet. I do want to say uh, to echo what Steve's saying. They really are a great bunch of guys. I don't. Per it's Brian and Jake that host the show, and I don't know Jake yet. I'm planning. I'm looking forward to meeting him this weekend, actually. But I will say, Brian, or leftover Brian as they know him, is a fantastic guy. He really is. Uh, I'm not gonna like sell him out and just say, oh, bug the shit out of him or anything like that. But honestly, on the real, he's a fantastic person. And we, it's true. He's given me a lot of tips. He's helped me out. We've had some great conversations over Twitter. I consider the guy a friend, though I don't know him personally. So uh, yeah, please look for me on Pop Culture Leftovers. I'm so excited about doing this show. Oh, and I almost forgot. I wanted to give congratulations where congratulations is due. Pop Culture Leftovers has been nominated for a Discover Pods Award in the entertainment category. So if you guys can do me a favor, head on over to discoverpods.com and vote for them, please. They, they absolutely deserve it. It's a fantastic show and they really put in the work for it. And uh, other than that, folks, one, one thing real quick, the holidays are around us right now. Please try to keep your heads up because it's hard. I'm dealing with some shit myself right now with you know loss of family that, have, that are no longer with us. And I, I, I tend to get a little depressed this time of year and I know I can see it. I can see you people suffering on Twitter. So putting your thoughts out like that and it's just, it's, it's, uh, just know that there are people here for you all the time. You know who's going to be here for you? It's going to be Steve and myself. We're here for you guys. But you always have a community around you. So please keep your heads up, ladies and gentlemen. The holidays, we're going to get through them. Uh, we do love you. We really do. I know we're a new podcast and say that shit, but we really, really do. If you're listening, we fucking love you. So that said, ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourselves. Be good to people around you. We are the Heroes of Noise. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.